Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, you know I'm a sports fan, you're a sports fan. You wouldn't be listening to this channel if you were not. So let's talk about sports from our perspective. The overwhelming majority of us, that's right, we're spectators. We're not even participants anymore. Our days are long gone up on the field, the pitch, whatever sport that you prefer. We watch as parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends, whatever it may be. Let me challenge you today to kind of check yourself as a spectator of sports. How often have you been at a Little League game and unfortunately there's been such a conflict that the police have to show up or you've been at a college football game and because of the emotion riding high people have to be separated. One of the reasons that I love sports is not because of wins and losses, it's because of the lessons that it teaches us, the character that it builds. Sports is all throughout the Bible as an illustration of the life that we're called to live. Maybe we ought to live that life in the spectator seats, not just in the church pews. Y'all have a great day. This is Zach Alsobrook with Alsobrook Law Group, inviting you to strap it on tight and get down in the trenches with Tiger Takes on ESPN 106.7. Every Thursday at 5.30, Bill and Dan get the inside scoop on AU basketball from senior shooting guard Zepp Jasper. It's tough. It's hard-hitting. It's no-nonsense, just like we are at Alsobrook Law Group. Tiger Takes, every Thursday at 5.30 on The Drive, ESPN 106.7. Proudly presented by your winning team at Alsobrook Law Group. War Eagle. Basketball mayhem is back. Pick the winners and be a winner with ESPN 106.7. The brackets are set in the men's basketball tournament. Register now at ESPNAU.com for a chance to win championship caliber prizes, including a big screen smart TV. See contest rules when you enter at ESPNAU.com. It's basketball mayhem, and the winning is awesome, baby. Sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic. Register now at ESPNAU.com. MPAC Live presents The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys, May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. The legendary Beach Boys. One night only. Hit. After hit. After hit. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. The Beach Boys. Live May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Reserve seats on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, MPAConline.org, or call the box office at 481-5100 to get your tickets. Presented by Impact Live. Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive reminding you that if you ever miss part of our show weekday afternoons from 4 to 6, you can listen to the podcast. After the show airs, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the ESPN 1067 app, or ESPNAU.com in our podcast center. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. The Drive on ESPN 1067. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, but life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. 
Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's Atlanta area attorneys. 404-793-0000. One Glen Lake Parkway, Northeast, Suite 975, Atlanta, Georgia, 30328. CordellCordell.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Monday, everybody. It is a beautiful Monday afternoon here in the Auburn Opelika area on this Monday, March 13th, 2023. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you for the next two hours here on the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. What a time in sports as the best month of sports is upon us. We are in March. We have an NCAA tournament bracket. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. We have conference tournament results to talk about. We have an NCAA tournament bracket to talk about. Auburn is in the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about their seed line today and who they've gotten uh, paired up with, what their path to a Final Four looks like, and all that good stuff. So should be a great show today. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Some beautiful weather lined up for today and the rest of the week. So enjoy that while you can. Uh, Just a great time time in the world of sports and again should be a fantastic show carter you're back you were gone on friday but you're back here in the studio happy monday brother happy monday it's good to be back it's good to be uh it was a good weekend uh going down to a wedding in new orleans but now i'm now i'm back nola baby did you have a good time down there yeah it was fun it was i mean it's a great city it's it's a lot of fun to go down there and and uh visit every now and then and i guess experience it and um Got to meet a lot of interesting people, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that'll happen in NOLA, man. There's, <laughs> there is a lot of interesting people down in New Orleans. But glad you had a good time. Glad you're back. Uh, got a great show again on tap for you today. We'll start with our conference tournament reactions. Talk about what happened over the weekend with conference tournaments. Who won their big-time tournament? Who got upset in their tournaments? And then... We're going to break down the NCAA tournament bracket and where Auburn is, where Alabama is, where the SEC schools are, talk about some of those big-time matchups. And as always on Mondays, uh, it's a very, very busy show here on ESPN 106.7. We'll have Joey Blackwell join us at 2.30. Joey Blackwell of Bama Central. Uh, He'll join us, and we'll talk all things Alabama, talk about how they are the number one overall seed as they play in Birmingham. They will take on the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Southeastern Missouri, and so we'll talk about that. Uh, We'll talk about what their path looks like to a Final Four and how they won the SEC Championship yesterday in Nashville. So we'll talk to Joey Blackwell about that coming up at 2.30. Then at 3.30, we'll talk to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network get his thoughts on where Auburn ended up in the NCAA tournament, talk about a... 
disappointing weekend, I think you could say, for Auburn baseball and softball, how uh, Saturday and Sunday didn't go so well on the diamond for baseball and softball. So we'll get his thoughts on that as well. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. That'll be at 3.30. But until both of those guests, phone lines are open. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. That's the number to put you through to us. Call in, be a part of the show, be on the line, and you can talk about anything you want to. How do you feel about Auburn being a nine seed in the NCAA tournament, matching up with Iowa in game one. Playing in Birmingham, though, I think that's a big part of this. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But how do you feel about Auburn's draw in the SEC tournament? How do you feel about their performance in the SEC tournament? Uh, Carter, I know you didn't get a chance to talk about that. It seems like it was forever ago with so much that's been happening in the world of sports. But again, give us a call, 334-321-1390. And we'll talk about the big-time conference tournaments. You had Duke and the ACC Mm -hmm. get hot. I think they're the hottest team coming into the NCAA tournament. They ran through the ACC. They get a conference championship. John Shire in year one has taken over mighty well for Coach K. Yeah, he's got a lot of talent, but he's also a really good coach. Well, I mean, we felt maybe differently, um, I guess, all year long. Yeah. We felt that it just was... We've never had this feeling of Duke's just kind of this run of the mill team, and like you didn't really, they didn't stand out. Um, they weren't a talking point going into uh, March, going into the ACC tournament, and they got hot. We knew that they had talent, and credit to them for for um, getting hot the way that they did and um, beating everybody in that conference tournament. And now they get to hold a trophy and they get to go into the tournament as one of the hottest teams uh, in in the country, really. And I think they are an underrated five seed. Uh, th- again, this team is... Duke is the hottest team coming into the tournament. And I, I truly believe that. They have... They were on an eight or nine game winning streak coming into this. I mean, they are... They are playing really, really well. And coming off of a conference championship, coming into this as an underrated five seed, the first time they've been outside of a four seed since like 07. And so this team is very underrated. Now, I still think a lot of people are going to pick Duke. A lot of the bigger talking heads uh, when it comes to college basketball on whatever outlet, a lot of them like Duke and like Duke to make a run in the NCAA tournament, but give them credit where it's due. John Shire in year one has taken this team to heights that, like you mentioned, Carter, early in the season, we didn't think they could get to. And so credit to Duke, they're really good. And it's a team you don't want to see out of the East. I promise you that. Well, I mean, if you look at their at their season, I mean, non-conference play, they went out and tested themselves. They took some losses to Kansas, to Purdue. Uh, and then once conference play got rolling, they, they, they lost right off the bat to Wake Forest uh, and lost to NC State shortly thereafter. But they've won nine games in a row. And uh, we have a definitive... If Duke wins a national championship, we have a definitive start to the championship DVD. And you, do you know where that is? Yeah, it's the blown call in overtime yep. at Virginia yep. that they felt like they should have won the game. Um, they go to overtime, they lose by seven, and they have not lost since then. Yeah, in a game that they should have won, they yes. should have beaten Virginia 
in that game. And so, yeah, again, give credit. Duke, your ACC champions, they may get hot in the ACC tournament. You move on to the Big Ten, where Purdue and the uh, National Player of the Year, Zach Eady, they do win the Big Ten tournament. But man, they had to absolutely earn it yesterday when Penn State, one of the biggest question marks coming into the Big Ten tournament, and now a lot of people have them on their radar coming into the NCAA tournament as Penn State has drawn, uh, not only did they draw a bid in the NCAA tournament, they drew a pretty good bid as well. And uh, they're on everybody's radar. They give Purdue a game. They only lose by two at the end. But Penn State taking on Texas A&M as a 10 seed, A&M as a 7 seed. We'll get to that in just a second. But in one of the most interesting matchups in the round of 64, Penn State falls short to Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at that game could not be a bigger clash of styles because Penn State's game is three-pointers uh, and nothing around the rim because they're so wildly undersized. Well, Purdue has a 7'4", 305-pound center who touches the ball every time down the floor down low, and they run the offense through him. That's why you got a game in that championship game where Zach Eady had 30 points and 13 rebounds because Penn State doesn't have anybody who can match up mm-hmm. size-wise with him. But, um, I mean, Penn State is a team that they can shoot their way with the best of you, and uh, if they're hot, it, they can be tough to beat. But if you if you can defend the three and you've got a really good inside game, you can be a handful for this Penn State team. And this Penn State team that this year really backed itself into a corner. They lost four out of five games uh, in Big Ten play, actually five out of six games, and got to a point where they almost had to win out. Like they had to catch absolute fire to make the NCAA tournament and go on to win eight of the next ten, including some road wins at Northwestern, a win over Maryland, a win over Illinois, uh, win over Indiana. All, all NCAA tournament, tournament teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah, they, they beat Illinois twice in that run. Um, and they did what they had to do to get into the NCAA tournament. And credit to them. Yeah, and you talk about a Penn State team that doesn't have a lot of size matching up with Texas A&M, a team that doesn't have a lot of size. And I think... Uh, you know, you heard you heard the big names on on ESPN, CBS, whatever last night. Once the bracket was released, talking about this Penn State Texas A and M game being possibly the most entertaining game in the round of sixty four yeah. because it literally could go either way. Well, it's it's a matchup of a team that's not big that's going to shoot a lot of threes, and it's a matchup of a, an A and M team that is so physical and has can they have enough really strong bodies down low that we've seen them um, get really physical against some teams and bang around down low and uh, pull out some games that year. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's how they beat Auburn in Neville Arena the first time around. I think it was a shock to Auburn's system. I can't wait to watch that game. Um, the best point guard in America is going to be playing in that game and Jalen Pickett for Penn State. He is so good. If you look at his numbers, 17.9 points per game, 6.7 assists. Mm -hmm. He is the best point guard in the country. He's a special, special player. And what do we talk about that's important in March, that's important in the NCAA tournament? 
elite guard play. Elite seniority guard play is so important in the NCAA tournament. Penn State, Texas A&M in round one is going to be a lot of fun. And speaking of Texas A&M. He also averages 7.3 rebounds per game. So, like, he's... Yeah. If you were going to pick a guy to go triple-double in the NCAA tournament, John Morant style. There you go. He might be second on my list beside behind Trace Jackson Davis with Indiana. Who could have a really, really big tournament. A guy that we really, really like, given the matchups that he could see. But speaking of Texas A&M, they make it all the way to the SEC championship game against Alabama yesterday and just, I think, just ran out of gas, man. They just ran out of gas. And Alabama... We talk about the offense, right? Alabama, the offense is what's talked about. They can shoot the three. They can put up 90 points when they need to. You've got Brandon Miller, who's good to go off for 30 when he wants to. But yesterday was the defense that won them the SEC championship. A&M could not score at all. Their scoring was limited as much as it has been all season long. And A&M just... Couldn't get anything near the rim. Once they stepped inside that SEC logo, inside the paint, it was lockdown city. They had nowhere to go. They could not get up a quality shot. And A&M is not a good three-point shooting team. They were absolutely stuck. They couldn't go anywhere with the offense. And Alabama took advantage of it. And Alabama wins not only the SEC regular season title, but they win the SEC championship for back-to-back years. Yeah, I mean, this. um, when you look at this game between these two teams. We know Alabama has such incredible athleticism, uh, and that's something that's been talked about with this team all year with Brandon Miller, with Noah Clowney, with Charles Bediaco down low. Um, We know that they have the ability to shoot the basketball some. Shocking thing for me is to see this Alabama team out-rebound such a physical A&M team by 13 and just dominate them physically. The offensive rebounds was the big one. Mm -hmm. Alabama took advantage there and just had their way on the offensive boards, possession after possession. They got multiple shots per possession. It seemed like just about every time down the floor. 21 offensive boards. That's that'll get it done I mean, yeah, a lot you, of games. You can't, you can't come back from that if you're Texas A&M because Alabama's too good offensively to give them multiple shots per possession. Yeah, and you saw how much A&M struggled inside the arc. Uh, they were 5-15 from three. That means that they were 14 of 49, I think, from inside the arc. And, yeah, that's not going to that's not gonna win you a lot of games when you yeah. – Unless you're shooting 50% from three, um, shooting better from three than, than, than inside the arc is not going to do well, especially when you're just 28.5% from the field at, from two. And so Alabama winning the SEC regular season title, the SEC tournament championship. They're also the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Some people were not happy with that. Some people were questioning why it was them over Kansas or even over Houston. Um, the the NCAA Tournament Committee's explanation was not great over why it was Alabama versus Houston or even versus Kansas, um, but I, I think Alabama is deserving of it. I mean, whether you like them or not, I think Alabama deserved the S, the number one overall seed because of what they did. They were SEC champions, regular season and tournament. They won the conference championship by 
basically 20 points, and they have been the best team in college basketball. And given that Kansas got blown out in the in the Big 12 championship game by Texas, who beat them by 20 points, literally beat them by 20 points, and Houston got blown out in the AAC championship game by Memphis, I think it's fair to say that Alabama deserved the overall number one seed. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at these um, one seeds, I think Kansas, Houston, and Alabama were very close to each other going into conference tournaments, so it doesn't shock me that the one that won theirs went on to be uh, the number one overall seed, and they won theirs in dominant fashion. I think that's that's worth something, especially when you see a Kansas team and a Houston team that was dealing with some injuries. Uh, when you see those play out the way that they did, um, I don't have I don't have a problem with it. Do I think this Alabama team is going to win a national championship? Different story. I th- I think that we've seen them go cold in certain stretches. I think it's they're very capable of going cold again. Yeah, and uh, again, a very entertaining conference championship weekend. Some blowouts, some upsets. How about Marquette in the Big East? Man, they they handled their business, and they they defeated Xavier by 15 uh, in commanding fashion in the Big East tournament. Marquette, I think, is an underwhelming team. Uh, or a uh, underappreciated team, I should say, coming into the NCAA tournament. A team that I really like. I think you like them as well. I do. And it's exciting to see because we finally have a bracket, right? We got the brackets released last night. I know I've already filled out five or six of them. I hope you've already printed some out and filled them out as well. Also, reminder, you can go to ESPNAU.com and our Basketball Mayhem. You can fill out brackets on our website for a chance to win a 55-inch flat-screen TV, a $100 Visa gift card, and Auburn Network's prize pack. So if you're going to fill out brackets, don't go anywhere else but ESPNAU.com. Click on the Contest tab, and you'll find it right there. Basketball Mayhem, uh, it is a... It's, it looks really, really good. Go and fill out your brackets for a chance to win some great prizes here from Auburn Networks, ESPNAU.com. Click on the contest tab. You'll find it. Fill out some brackets right there. That's where we're going to fill our brackets out. We'll compare. We'll contrast. And on Wednesday, we're going to fill out our brackets live here on the show. We're going through the whole thing on Wednesday, top to bottom, every single portion of the bracket, all the way to our national champion. That'll be on Wednesday, so really looking forward to that. But we got to get to our first break here in hour number one. When we come back, question of the day. When we look at the NCAA tournament bracket, who's too high and who's too low? Who got snubbed out of the NCAA tournament? We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air has worked diligently to lower food insecurity in our community through our program, Feed the Need. For every maintenance program purchased, Dixie donates seven meals to partnered food banks in the area. And since we started this program two years ago, we are proud to have donated nearly 17,000 meals to families in need. You can help us achieve our goal of 10,000 meals donated in 2023 by choosing Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie and it's done. Most creatures blend in with their natural surroundings. However, one North American beaver colony is doing anything but. This group, having discovered new Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent, has coated their lodge in a lovely smoky gray color. Modern look and powerful protection, backed by the yellow tag. Well done. Introducing the first stain worthy of the yellow tag, Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent. 
Find a dealer near you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's gonna fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com, or on the ESPN 1067 app. Question of the day here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird, with you on ESPN 1067. When you look at the NCAA tournament bracket when it was released last night in the selection show, which teams are too high? Which teams are too low, and who got snubbed out of the NCAA tournament? We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. 334-321-1390. And I'm going to start with the obvious one. Texas A&M, they're too low. As a seven seed, that's unacceptable. They are the regular season runner-ups in the SEC. They're also the SEC tournament runner-ups in probably the third best conference. You can make the argument second, but more than likely third, maybe fourth best conference in college basketball, and you're telling me they are a seven seed? No, there's no shot. They should be minimum a five seed in my book. Yeah, I think that they all the projections had them as a four or five seed coming in, and they uh, are a seven seed, and that's pretty unfortunate for uh, Penn State, who draws them in the first round as a ten seed. Um, yeah, I think that that's the most notable team that, in my mind, is really low. Um, I think, and when I look around this, I think I think Arkansas might be a bit high as an eight. Just a bit high. That they're, yeah. I, like, I know that they're so talented. I just don't believe in that team because I don't think they've put it together fully. Well, compare that to Texas A&M base. being a seven seed. Like, compare that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you you've got a you've got an A and M team that played so well in conference play, and you got an Arkansas team that yes, the ceiling was so astronomically high, uh, but I don't, I just don't feel that they're that any at any point I've pointed to a stretch of basketball and been like, okay, they're playing their best ball right now. Mm-hmm. They they have one off games where they play well. They have, but I mean, 
even you, I mean, you, we saw on Thursday against Auburn, um, we saw an Auburn team that was getting just outclassed physically in the game, was able to hang in there. And like the counting numbers should have told you Auburn should not have been in that game yeah. with how they're getting dominated on the boards. Um, that worries me about that Arkansas team. I just, I'm not. I'm not sold on them when it comes time for March right now. Anybody on here that's too high, in your opinion? Um, I don't know, man. It's it, I, I, I don't see any that jump out as... I mean, I guess based off net and Kimpom, you could say Indiana's high. Um, I think that's fair to say. Uh, Indiana's really good. I think their ceiling is an Elite Eight kind of team, maybe even Final Four. But they had not consistently put it together. Um, I look at Virginia. I know that they played for the ACC championship, but like for the weeks leading into the ACC tournament, they weren't playing great ball. Um, I know that their record is good, but it's in a really weak ACC. I don't believe in that team when it comes time for March. Um, I think when you look around, I think you could make a similar argument that Missouri is probably a hair high. Um I don't know which Baylor team you're going to get this year yeah. or at this time of year. That's either, a big issue, yeah. Because if they if they ever lock down and play defense, they'd be a team that could make a super deep deep run. But that's the issue is that they're just kind of inconsistent. And when those guards go cold, they struggle. Which is why a lot of people like UC Santa Barbara to beat them in the first round in that three fourteen matchup. So look, I think there are. There are teams that there are teams here that nothing crazy to me sticks out as too high. There are some teams on here that I definitely think are too low. Again, I think A and M is is way too low uh, as a seven seed. I think they should at least minimum be a five seed. Uh, I think Duke, the way they're playing, I think a five seed is okay. But if you, were ba- if you were ranking them based off of where they're at right now and how they're playing right now, you could put Duke as a three seed. Given but the you, entire yeah. year, no. Yeah, I think when you look at the, f- at the fact that, well, you got to take into the whole resume and what, they were a seven, eight seed until they got r- crazy hot here late. And I guess it's that question of how much does a late run Mm -hmm. move you up? They're a five seed. Um, I guess they're not all that dissimilar to 2019 Auburn in that way. Auburn got to a point where they got crazy hot and won a bunch of games in a row. And um, we saw them cap out at a five seed. They were a five seed going into the SEC tournament. They ran through the SEC tournament. They won it. And there was still five seed on the other end. So Duke, five seed. I guess you can make an argument that they're playing better than that. I think you can say that. But I don't know. I just don't feel like you charge up seed lines as as easily very late in the year. Oh, I agree. I, I 100% agree. I think a five seed is good for Duke. But the way they're playing, man, they are they are a good five seed. Yes. How about Kentucky as a sixth seed? A month ago, we were talking about this team missing the NCAA tournament. And here they are as a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. They're matched up against a very good Providence team. Do not overlook Providence. But 
They've got a chance to make a little run in the NCAA tournament as well. North Carolina missed the NCAA tournament. That's big news as well. That's the first time in a long time that North Carolina has missed the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but I mean, it, they didn't have the resume. They were 20 and 13 in a bad ACC, 11 and 9 in the conference. Uh, net ranking 46, Kim Pomp 47. Um, they just didn't do enough. They only, they're. Big flaw was something we talked about a lot with Auburn down the stretch was Auburn needed to stack some quad one wins. And thankfully, Northwestern won a bunch of games and they secured that to be the Auburn's second quad one win with Arkansas. And then they got the Tennessee win. They got the three. North Carolina only had one. Yeah. So that's why they're sitting on the outside uh, and they aren't playing in March. The NCAA tournament's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a couple of days to talk about it and break it all down. But when we come back, Joey Blackwell, Alabama Central, will join us talking all things Alabama athletics. This is The Edge Daily with Kevin Flanagan. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 27.1 says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring forth. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan with the Edge Daily. 30 years ago, I had a board member who used to work with me on our fundraising event. We would figure how many people getting involved, at what level, would bring what kind of results. When we were finished, we would look at the huge number for a moment, and then he would invariably comment with a chuckle on how we were awesome at raising money on paper. Then we would cut the number by three quarters and make our realistic projection. It's easy to conquer nations and heal and save thousands in the planning room. I still dream big, plan and project how to get there, but I do not go out and brag about what we will do. Too many things can intercept those plans and ultimately the outcome belongs to the Lord. Today, be diligent, allow God to accomplish what he desires then brag about him. 1 Corinthians one thirty one tells us, Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Don't miss any of the Edge Daily devotional challenges. Go download the free The Edge Daily app at your device app store today. And take a look at how The Edge can partner with your company at BeTheEdge.com. And a shout out to these Edge partner companies, Domino's, Point Broadband, and the Auburn Network. And take a look at the website for the Iron Sharpening Iron Lunches being brought to you by The Edge. Now, go Be The Edge. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Franklin Tire and Auto is your one-stop automotive shop. For quality, dependable tires, Franklin features Bridgestone, Firestone, and Yokohama. For complete car care, trust Franklin's ASE certified technicians. And for precision collision repair, Franklin's state-of-the-art body shop can fully restore any make or model. With free estimates, insurance claims welcome, and 24-hour towing, all at one stop. Since 1970, Franklin Tire and Auto, East University Drive, across from CC's Pizza, and at FranklinAutoInc.com. 
Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. Are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. Well, welcoming in our Monday guest, it's Joey Blackwell of Bama Central. He joins us every Monday here on, at 2.30 on the show. Joey, happy Monday, man. I know you've been uh, very, very busy. You went to Nashville, right? Yep, yep. I was up there from uh, Thursday through uh, last night, got back around uh, around 10.30, so yeah, definitely a long weekend, but uh, it was a good one. Well, how was the trip to Nashville? Obviously, Alabama comes away victorious after winning the SEC regular season championship. They come away with the SEC tournament championship as well. The semifinals was really the only place it got a little sketchy for the Crimson Tide against Missouri, but they handled business against Texas A&M yesterday in the championship game your experience about being in Nashville and covering the Alabama Crimson Tide as the SEC tournament champs? Yeah, you know, I um, covered the team the last time they, you know, the tournament was hosted in Nashville back in the, I guess, I was 2021 when Bama won it there in front of a, you know, COVID reduced capacity. Yeah. Um, that Definitely a very different experience with a, with a fully packed Bridgestone. Um, credit to, you know, all the, the fans that came out, not just for Alabama, but for Texas A&M and for saw a lot of Auburn fans, a lot of Arkansas fans, and um, just really a lot of passionate fan bases in the SEC that packed out Bridgestone pretty much almost every game. So it was a great experience. And, you know, we got to see an Alabama basketball team that, um, you know, heading into the tournament, people, you know, a lot of fans were still concerned as to whether they could, you know, um, get um, work on their shooting and get that back, you know, on track. The turnovers were still an issue. Um, um, and then as, as well as starting games off, um, that was definitely a, a problem and finishing them out. But um, fortunately, we saw three games that Alabama was able to correct most of those mistakes, and now they're obviously the number one overall seed heading into the tournament this weekend. Joey, with the way that I guess Alabama was playing coming into the tournament, there are some questions about they hadn't looked like the peak version of Alabama we had seen this year. How do you think Alabama silenced kind of the uh, – the doubters that were starting to murmur about whether this team had what it took to uh, win in March in tournament play? Yeah, you know, I, I think they, they did silence a lot of doubters, including myself. Um, I'm heading into the tournament. I, 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 I felt that Alabama was going to win, but I didn't think they were going to win in the margin that they did. Um, like you said, um, or like you guys said, they did struggle against Missouri, but they were still able to win by 11 points. Um, Texas A&M, um, never was really it got a little close but by close being eight points in the second half and then of course family was able to to really turn it on um those, those final eight minutes of play in the championship game i think that was probably almost peak alabama basketball and if they're able to play like that for the for the big dance coming up here this week and for the next several weeks then there are very few teams in the country that can stop them they were firing on all cylinders on offense shots were falling dunks were being made and just as impressively, just really, really good defense on the other end of the floor. And 
great blue collar effort, as Nate Oates would say. So, um, yeah, I, I, heading into the tournament, I, I, I think I might have said last week on this radio show that you know if they weren't able to correct those those mistakes that they had, it was going to be a either it was going to be a short tournament. But uh, fortunately, they were able to turn things around and make a you know really really good performances over those three days. For our listeners that maybe haven't heard what Nate Oates has had to say over the last couple of games since they were playing in Nashville and since Alabama has won the SEC championship and become the number one overall seed, what has he been saying about his team as we get into the NCAA tournament with a matchup against either Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, or Southeast Missouri? Yeah, you know, I, I, we talked to him yesterday after the game, and he was really proud of the effort that they've put forth. But, you know, he's also stressed that this team is, and this is not just him, but the players as well, we're all stressed that they're not done yet. You know, Javon Quinley multiple times kind of referenced his own quote from a couple of years ago where he said, you know, the job's not finished. And I think that's the mentality of this entire team. I mean, they definitely spent yesterday celebrating and, and you know, with good reason, but they went back to Tuscaloosa and now they're getting ready for um, two two teams that, you know, a lot of people might, you know, roll their eyes at, but these are still two teams that were good enough to make the NCAA tournament, and they made it for a reason. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, it's going to be a really fun week in, Birmi- uh, you know, week in Birmingham, especially with Auburn also coming there. Um, yeah. Two really good fan bases that are close, and uh, really looking forward to it. Got my credentials approved today, so I'll All be right. there. Uh, it should be, should be a lot of fun. Joey, when you look at this region, at the South, who are some uh, teams that you kind of have your eye on as uh, potential pitfalls for this Alabama team? Yeah, you know, I I think on Bama's side of the South region, you know, I, I really like you know Virginia being the four seed for Alabama. Um, I think Alabama can can definitely win that matchup. Um, I think San Diego State can, who's kind of a surging team right now, can definitely take on Virginia as well. But it's the other side of the bracket that you know raises some eyebrows a little bit. I think that. Missouri is a seven seed. You know, Bama's already had to play them twice. Um, both times, Allen was able to pull away late, but they gave them really good competition. Arizona is obviously a tough two seed. Um, you know, Pac-12 champions. But the one that makes me, you know, kind of raise my raise my eyebrows the most is Baylor at the three seed. Um, that's a really really good Baylor team. Their record doesn't really show how good they are, just because they play in such a very very talented Big Twelve conference, probably the best conference in college basketball this year. Um, and I, I actually have um, Alabama and Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, I think that's going to be the matchup we see there. And um, I think that that's a really good Baylor team that if Alabama's road ends, um, I think that's the first matchup that it's um, most likely to happen. Speaking with Joey Blackwell of Bama Central, he joins us every Monday here on On the Line. There were some people yesterday and late last night and even into today that – were making the argument that it should not have been Alabama as the number one overall seed, maybe should have been Kansas, maybe should have been Houston. Do you agree that Alabama should have been the number one overall seed? And if so, what did they do to earn that number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament? Well, I think all three of those teams were were neck and neck coming into last week. You know, we we saw that just with how the number one team in the AP and USA Today seemed to almost change on a weekly basis. Um, I think what separated Alabama in the end was the fact that they won their conference tournament, which is something that Kansas can't say. Um, They lost to Texas twice over the span of a week uh, and didn't just lose. They were beat pretty handily. Now, I know that obviously Bill Self wasn't their coach. They had their own issues, but still losses are losses. The same can be said for Houston. They lost their conference championship to um, a, a really good Memphis team. So 
Um, I, I think that because Alabama was able to persevere and win that tournament, I, I think that's why we see them as number one overall seed. I think they would have been a one seed regardless of if they won the conference tournament or not. Um, but I think if they had lost yesterday, we probably would have seen Kansas or Houston take that number one spot. So, Joey, I'm I'm curious of the one seeds in this tournament. Is Alabama the one that you feel the best about making it to a Final Four? Because we know how difficult it is to get there. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I have confidence in Alabama. I also have confidence in Purdue. Those are the two that I probably have the most confidence in right now. Um, Purdue has had their struggles, but they still are a very good basketball team. Houston, I'm a little concerned about just because, first and foremost, they have to play Auburn and Birmingham. <laughs> um, I think that's a, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm Houston, I'm definitely eyeing that game um, after Northern Kentucky just because I, I really think Auburn has a chance for an upset there um, in front of a packed legacy arena. Um, if, if they're able to make it past Auburn, though, they still have some really tough teams on their bracket. They have Miami. Um, obviously, they have Texas. Texas A&M is in that bracket. You have Mississippi, an underrated Mississippi State team. You have Xavier as the three seed. Houston has a really tough bracket. Um, and then the same can be said for Kansas, You know, a Kansas team that really has struggled here over the past couple of weeks. Now, hopefully, Bill Self will be able to um, you know, turn things around for them. Um, but they do have to play, you know, Arkansas is in, you know, they have to play them in the round of 32. And Arkansas is obviously a good team. You have UConn, who, you know, Bama, you know beat the tar out of Alabama earlier this year. Um, and you have UCLA is another good team. You have Gonzaga. Just, I think Alabama has the most favorable draw. Um, I think that any of these teams, as far as the other one seeds, could potentially beat Alabama. But I think that when it comes to looking at how the regions break down, I think Alabama definitely has the biggest chance to make the four just because of how their their region was uh, was seeded. Joey, I was going to ask you about the importance of Alabama and Auburn both playing in Birmingham, but I got to go in on you predicting Auburn winning in their first round game against Iowa. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, I think the Auburn the Auburn family can definitely take Auburn past the first round. You know, Iowa's a good team, but. Um, I think Auburn is a, you know, Auburn is just, there. it's the same thing that they, they kind of have the problems this year that Alabama's had uh, had last year and that they're a really good team, but they just have a couple of head-scratching losses um, that have prevented them from moving forward. Um, I think they can absolutely take on Iowa. Um, that being said, you know, I think, I, I still pick Houston in that second-round game, um, but, you know, the sky's the limit for this Auburn team as far as um, playing in Birmingham. Um, I think that was a very, very favorable seating for them. Um, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that says, oh, they shouldn't be in Birmingham, that should be somewhere else. No, I'm not one of those Bama guys, but um, I do think that them playing there is going to give them an advantage, um, especially over the Hawkeyes. It's going to be a tough game, though, but I, I definitely see Auburn winning their first game, and I, I have them picked in my bracket. Joey, kind of switching gears to uh, baseball, Alabama takes its first <laughs> two losses of the year. First series loss to Columbia. I don't know how much you got to, I guess, keep an eye on it with being up in Nashville covering the SEC Tournament Championship, but what are, you, uh, what are your thoughts about that series and what are your thoughts about this Alabama team taking its first first two losses of the year? Yeah, you know, it was, it was bound to happen eventually. If it wasn't this weekend, it was probably going to be next uh, this coming weekend. <laughs> Opening <laughs> SEC play at Florida. Um, but you know, this is this is why whenever any whenever you guys or anybody else asked me what I thought about the Bama team, I was like, well, we need to wait till SEC play starts mm-hmm. um, because they're 
schedule wasn't the most difficult, um, and we saw that. Now, Columbia, that being said, is a good team. I think they will make a regional. Um, I think, actually, they're already projected to be a three-seed in a regional, so um, they have that going for them. They are a really good team, but that aside, you know, I did not like what I saw primarily on the mound for Alabama. Um, had, had, a, had a good performance by Ben Hess on Saturday, um, but other than that, you know, Grayson hit was, was really rough, had a rough outing on Friday. The second game of that doubleheader, obviously Jacob McNary would look rough on the mound. You know, 15-3 to is a bad loss regardless of who you're playing. But, you know, this is against Columbia here. The bats were relatively quiet. You know, Alabama didn't score uh, more than seven runs in all three games. This is an Alabama team that, you know, just a few days prior um, bested, I think uh, I think they bested, uh, what was it, Alabama State, yeah, 21-7 to in seven innings. So the bats are there, but, you know, that's the thing about, that's the beauty about baseball. You know, you can be... You want to be consistent, but at the same time, you're allowed to drop a few here and there. So um, definitely a disappointing weekend for Alabama baseball, but they do have a chance to bounce back. And as I've said on here before, you know, they do have a favorite place to schedule the first couple of weekends, and they have an opportunity to get a few wins under their belt before, uh, before the tough part portion of the season gets underway. And Joey, you mentioned SEC play opening up. Expectations for opening weekend in SEC play for Alabama baseball. Yeah, you know, I think this is probably this is their most winnable road SEC series of the season, I think. Um, Florida is having a down year, I believe. Um, they're not the, the typical Florida baseball powerhouse that we're used to seeing. But that being said, they still are the Florida Gators, and that means they're an SEC baseball team. Um, I think it's gonna one of the things that's going to be most exciting for Alabama fans is to watch Matt Gassetti, you know, transfer from Florida, came here from last year. He's a Florida native. Um, he's been really, really good for Alabama so far, playing a catcher and being playing at DH um, for them. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, his kind of, uh, you know, homecoming per se, um, going down to Florida and playing there. But overall, you know, I think this is a series that Bama can definitely take two games. Um, will I predict that? I'm not sure. I think it, it, I'll have a better answer for that on Wednesday after we've watched them play South Alabama and see how they respond to uh, the losses this past weekend but um fortunately yeah i think this is a very winnable series for them um but i think it also depends on how they respond from the first couple of losses from this past weekend joey blackwell of bama central he joins us every monday at 2 30 here on on the line talking all things alabama athletics man we appreciate you and your time i hope you had a good time in nashville i know it's a it's an interesting time covering the ncaa tournament and alabama baseball are you going to birmingham for the first couple of games you said you got your credentials so you should be going right yeah i'll be there i mean i live in birmingham already so i will i'm already be nearby but yes i will be covering uh covering both those games i don't know if i'll be able to come to watch the auburn games but i'll definitely be covering alabama and uh it should be a lot of fun you're telling me bama central's not going to pay for you to watch the auburn games <laughs> well but definitely we don't have to pay for grindles period maybe i should uh maybe i should ask my boss to apply for grindles for those games too and i can be my be you guys with eyes in Birmingham. Yeah, there yeah. Go. There you go. There you go. Well, man, this time next Monday, are we talking about Alabama in the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, I think we are. I think we'll talk about Alabama and we'll talk about how I have to pay for another hotel up in Louisville. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I think we will. And hey, you know who knows? We might be talking about Auburn in the Sweet Sixteen. We'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. You know, against Iowa and Houston. You never know. NCAA tournament. It's going to be a wild one, and we appreciate uh, you covering Alabama and coming on this show every single week and talking about it. Let everybody know where they can keep up with you and all your fantastic work with Bama Central. Absolutely. Everybody can follow me on Twitter at Blackwell Sports. Find all my coverage and all my other writers at BamaCentral.com and. Uh, we'll be covering the NCAA tournament for as long as Alabama's in it. And we've got some baseball coming up and 
Um, it'll be, before we know it, Auburn will be making a trip up to Tuscaloosa to play baseball. So it'll, it'll be here before we know it. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next Monday. That is Joey Blackwell of Bama Central. He joins us every Monday at 2.30 talking all things Alabama athletics with uh, basketball as Alabama, the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament and baseball opening up SEC play this weekend. We'll get to our final break here in hour number one, and we'll wrap it up when we come back. We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. License number 15033. Information is just a click away. At aotourism.com, find out what many a publication deem as one of the best places to live, to work, and even raise a family. And yes, even retire right here in Auburn and Opelika. You can explore what the area has to offer with their world-class hotels and restaurants. As for recreation, well, the possibilities are endless. You can even check out available meeting space. Eat, stay, explore, play, meet, and visit aotourism.com. Most creatures blend in with their natural surroundings. However, one North American beaver colony is doing anything but. This group, having discovered new yellowwood protector, semi-transparent stain and water repellent, has coated their lodge in a lovely smoky gray color. Modern look and powerful protection, backed by the yellow tag. Well done. Introducing the first stain worthy of the yellow tag. Yellowwood protector, semi-transparent stain and water repellent. Find a dealer near you. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 
Wrapping up our number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins, Carter Bird, with you on ESPN 106.7. Big thank you to Joey Blackwell of Bama Central joining us talking Alabama basketball as they get ready to play their first round game in Birmingham. How crazy is that, that Alabama and Auburn both get to play in Birmingham for first and second round games of the NCAA tournament? I mean, that's that's impressive. That's big. Well, I mean, again, they got to win to get to the second round. I, I, well, I, we're... Alabama, yes. Auburn definitely has to win to get to the Alabama's second round. Alabama's going to win, yes. Exactly. But Auburn, I just, I, it's it's great that they drew this, and I think there's going to be a large contingent of Auburn fans there, and I think they got a pretty good matchup for them, and I'm actually pretty excited about it. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not saying Auburn is automatically winning in the first round. They're, they have to play well against Iowa. We'll talk about that as the week goes on, and especially on Thursday, because Auburn plays at 5.50 Central Time on Thursday, so we'll get to talk about it on Thursday's show uh, for the majority of that and when the NCAA tournament starts, so I'm really, really excited for that, but if, yes, if Auburn wins in their first round game, they get their round of 32 matchup against more than likely Houston, but maybe not in that round of 32 against whoever in Birmingham, Alabama is the same way. So that is a really big deal for both of those squads. And so, uh, again, big thank you to Joey Blackwell talking about Alabama basketball and baseball as well. Auburn fans know the pain of what Alabama went through. Wasn't a great weekend baseball-wise or softball-wise for Auburn. They had a tough weekend on the diamond. Uh, Yeah, especially Saturday. I think both of those teams lost doubleheaders on Saturday, and it was not a a great weekend as Auburn just – couldn't really get it going, um, and they've been shorthanded on the mound already this year. We've seen that um, already, but they lose 8-3, 8-7 on Saturday in the doubleheader. Um, just not their day. Uh, they were pretty good in game one, won 7-1, and they had that winning streak uh, that dated back, or the, the unbeaten streak, actually, if you if you look at it from that perspective. They dated all the way back to, I think, uh, Game 3 against Indiana. Can't say winning streak because of the tie. Yes. Oh, ridiculous. The winning streak, though, dating back to Game 3 against USC, that came to an end on Saturday with a couple losses. Um, but I look for them to bounce back this week. It's a big week where they'll they'll be able to make some huge gains, potentially in RPI kind of situations with Georgia Tech at home on Tuesday. Then they're at Arkansas to start conference play. Yeah, it's a big opening weekend for Auburn in baseball against Arkansas on the road. It is on the road, right? Is it at home? Uh, yes, they're on the road. Okay, they're that's what I road. thought. I thought they were on the road. And softball went on the road to Georgia this weekend. Uh, fell a little bit short there as well. And so uh, Alabama baseball, they see their first couple of losses. Auburn sees their uh, couple of losses as well. Everybody getting ready for SEC play, though, and we know just how good the SEC is in baseball, how the entire SEC West uh, will make the NCAA tournament. A couple of teams from the SEC East will make the NCAA tournament as well. It's tough, man. Conference play in college baseball, do not overlook any team because you have to play your best. It's like basketball. It's like football where you have to play your best ball every single weekend if you want to get a series win in the SEC. And Auburn has to do that against Arkansas. Yeah, I think that that you don't get weekends off. You don't get days off in the SEC because everybody's so good. Everybody's so talented. I mean, 
uh, even a team like Missouri that we know Auburn plays at the end of the year, Missouri in their opening weekend, I think went and took two out of three in one of these opening tournaments against two uh, or against some really good opponents out of the Big 12. You don't get you don't get weeks off in the SEC. It's a grind, and it's it's how you manage that grind that uh, sets you up for postseason play. And that's why we see so many SEC teams go deep in the postseason. Even if you're, I mean, Ole Miss was like the last team in the tournament last year and then won a national championship. Yep, we'll talk about all of that with Jacob Hillman coming up in hour number two. Plus, we'll talk more NCAA tournament here coming up in hour number two. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1. Having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. MPAC Live presents The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys, May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. The legendary Beach Boys. One night only. Hit. After hit. After hit. Surfing now, everybody's learning how. Come on, a safari with me. The Beach Boys. Live May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Reserve seats on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, NPAConline.org, or call the box office at 481-5100 to get your tickets. Presented by Impact Live. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. This is not a drill. Right now, when you order Domino's online, everything on the menu is 20% ESPN off. 106.7, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Monday, everybody, as we begin our number two here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. If you missed any of our number one, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it at ESPNAU.com. Just click on the Podcast Center and you'll find a commercial free right there, right after the show. Or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. You can find it again, commercial free, right after the show, wherever you get your podcast. Hour number one, we talked all the conference tournament results as uh, Alabama won the SEC tournament. Uh, You had Texas uh, really just take it to Kansas in the Big 12 tournament. You had Marquette win the Big East tournament, and you had Purdue had to squeak out a win in the Big Ten tournament. Lots of big results, and then we started breaking down the NCAA tournament just a little bit. We also talked with Joey Blackwell of Bama Central about Alabama's draw in the in the NCAA tournament, how they won the SEC tournament. And all that good stuff. So if you missed any of the first hour, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast again, ESPNAU.com. Also at ESPNAU.com. You can find our basketball mayhem. You can fill out your NCAA tournament bracket at ESPNAU.com. Click on the podcast center and you or the uh, contest tab, excuse me. You can click on the contest tab and you'll find our basketball mayhem where you can fill out your brackets for a chance to win a flat screen TV, a $100 Visa gift card, and an Auburn Network prize pack. So be sure you go and do that. Do not fill your brackets out anywhere else go to ESPNAU.com we'll fill out our brackets there as well again ESPNAU.com and basketball mayhem but here in hour number two we'll talk about Auburn's draw in the NCAA tournament what it will take for Auburn to make a run in the NCAA tournament and then coming up at 3.30 we'll talk to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network about Auburn's uh, abrupt ending in the SEC tournament their draw in the NCAA tournament what it will take for them to make a run to the Final Four basketball baseball and softball we'll talk about everything with Jacob Hellman but until then phone lines are open we'd love to hear from you our listeners 334-321-1390 that number again 334-321-1390 how do you feel about Auburn as a nine seed in the NCAA tournament too high too low just right how do you feel about their matchup against Iowa and their chances to make a run to the final four, 334-321-1390. Carter, before we talk about the NCAA tournament itself, Auburn in the SEC tournament didn't last very long. It was a one-and-done appearance for them again against Arkansas. You were gone on Friday. We won't talk about it too much because that's in the past, but yeah, Auburn was one-and-done in the SEC tournament again. Man, I was so, so very frustrated by that performance by Auburn because... I thought, I really did, I thought Auburn was going to show up and give 
a tremendous effort in the first half. It was puzzling. It really was. I was not happy with the way that the bigs played for Auburn in the game at all. Jani Broom, yes, he goes 6 of 9 from the field for 13 points, but he only gets 7 boards in that game. Uh, Jalen Williams, 1 of 6, 6 points. He goes 4 4 at the line, yes, but he grabs just one rebound. Um, Dylan Carwell, I'll be honest, I thought he gave you good energy in the first half. Um, he still only had one rebound in his 14 minutes. The majority of his time came in that first half. And if it does, if you don't get a Herculean effort by um, Katie Johnson, you're not in this game. Katie Johnson was awesome, and and I, I mean, he have you ever have you basket. ever said that statement before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I was very encouraged by what he did, but Auburn cannot get out rebounded 37 to 19 by this Arkansas team. This Arkansas team is long, yes. But this isn't even close to the most physical team Auburn has played this year. Yeah, I was disappointed, man. I really was. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think all Auburn fans were because this was a game where if Auburn shows up and plays well, they win that game against Arkansas. And you go and play. Look, you play a good Texas A&M team. There's no doubt about it. But at least you don't lose in the first game again in the SEC tournament. Yeah, and you look at the first time these two teams met. Auburn made life so difficult for Arkansas at the rim. This time, Arkansas had their way at the rim. It was, what, 19 of 23 on layups and dunks. The first time, they were right around 50%, maybe even below 50%, because Auburn showed up and was ready for the challenge down low. They were not in this game. And I was truly shocked that Auburn was able to Make it a game late. They had they, they took the lead with like what less than two minutes left, like a minute and a half. Yeah. And I was thinking, holy cow, Auburn does not deserve this win, but they might steal one. And I mean, it didn't work out. Nick Smith Jr. hits. I mean, it's a big time shot. It's a fadeaway baseline shot. It's a high level NBA caliber shot. That's yeah. why he's somebody who's going to be a surefire lottery pick. But man, I was disappointed. I was disappointed, and I'm. Is it safe to say uh, I'm sick and tired of the same person taking the final shot every time? I think the team might be as well because I think Alan Flanagan made some statements today. I was going to see if you were going to bring that up or not. But Jack and I actually talked about that on Friday about how Wendell Green may not be the best go-to option anymore for this team at the end of the game. And I think we have somebody on the phone lines who may just agree with that statement. 334-321-1390. Terry, you're on the line. Welcome in. One million percent. <laughs> I figured you may have something to say about that. And guys, there's two ways I'll get at the Final Four. And it's a ticket or a television. That's the way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Um, that was good. That, that, look, guys, I'm disappointed the way they got rebounded. I outrebounded. I've never seen Auburn team get dominated on the boards like that. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it was bad. Word, it was it was horrible. Especially and in the I first was, half where I believe they had seven rebounds in the first half. I had to spend most of the they game had nine for the game, the radio, I think. And so I was I was yelling. I was yelling a lot. What they have for the, the I'm sorry, Carter. What happened for the what Jacob, what they have for the game? Uh nineteen, I believe. Nineteen rebounds for the game. Seven in the first <laughs> half, nineteen for the game. Which is second half unacceptable. Was second half was better, but it still wasn't good. It was nineteen to seven at halftime. To seven. And see, I can't remember the exact numbers, so help me out here, Jacob. Um, uh, 
Janai Broom had seven, and another guy had three. That means the rest of the team had nine. Yeah, yeah. It, it was you and I talked about this on Friday. It was Janai had seven. Flanagan, Flanagan had, three. had three. Everybody else had nine combined. Okay, that, that's that's almost unheard of. Um, that's got to be disgraceful. You can tell me that's the way the game is played, and all the excuses you want. Kind of like the ones you made for <laughs> Brian Harsin. Um, but um, you know, I just, I just don't understand it, guys. I mean, they got they, they just never see team get dominated, and Auburn team get dominated on the boards like that. And a lot of it, Terry, unfortunately, was just, again, it was effort more than anything. And there were some sure balls was. that bounced Arkansas's way, no doubt about it. They were There were a couple of them, right place, right time type of thing. But they they just hustled after the basketball more than Auburn did. Sure they did. Sure they did. The effort definitely was there. And, and it's almost like, you know, Coach Pearl is, is just says, well, I, I'm taking this team as far as I can. We're going to do our best. But I don't see them getting past Houston in the second round. They could get past Iowa. I don't know much about Iowa at all. Auburn I could love, get past Iowa. I, I love Auburn's matchup with Iowa. I do. Okay, well, y'all certainly know more about more about than I do. But to draw Houston the next round, I don't think that team's losing. Houston? Houston. See, here's the thing. I think Houston is extremely beatable, Terry. I really do. I think they are – I think even take Auburn out of their bracket, I think Houston – is a beatable team. Uh, I think you saw it yesterday in their conference championship game where Memphis used elite guard play, which Auburn knows everything about and a little too much about, where they they handled Houston extremely well. And one of Houston's best players, a guard, is he didn't play yesterday. His status is questionable for the NCAA tournament. I would assume he'll give it a go, maybe not even in that first game, and maybe wait on a round of 32 but I think Houston is extremely beatable, and they are the one seed in this tournament that I have the least confidence in to make a run in the NCAA tournament. I'm not a fan of this Houston team, Terry. They have one quad win all season long. One oh, wow. quad I win. I know this stuff. Yeah, they're, they are What's good. That? Don't get me wrong, but they are... one quad one win? Quad one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. One quad one win, excuse me. Yeah, one quad one win this season. Houston is the least trustable one seed in the NCAA tournament. I didn't. I didn't think about that. I didn't know all that stuff you just pointed out. So, see, see, I think Houston or Purdue with the teams I pick. I don't think anybody can match up with the, the big guy at Purdue. I think he's just a force that nobody's seen before. And let's be honest, guys, that type of player isn't hardly around college basketball anymore. Yeah, I the big, mean the big uh, center. The the Purdue team. What's so interesting is it feels like every time you watch them play, Zach Eady should have thirty points and twenty rebounds because he's that much bigger than everybody. Right. There's random games, there's random matchups. Um, I think back to when they've played Indiana twice, when they played Northwestern. There's ways you can make that Purdue and uh that Purdue team and Zach Eady uncomfortable. Northwestern was extremely physical with him and frustrated him and um there's a lot of whining to the refs by Matt Painter and Zach Eady. Uh he also picked up a couple fouls and then Trace Jackson Davis, if you have a just very freakishly athletic, talented big man like Indiana does, we've seen some games where Trace Jackson Davis basically nullified any production out of Zach Eady because he was getting his as well. If you do that, then you put a lot more stress on the rest of this Purdue team that's led by a couple freshman guards that that have not been there in the big moments, and I do wonder if they run into a situation like that in the NCAA tournament, do they have trouble? True, true. I never thought about that that deep. I want to ask a favor of you guys. Sometime before you have your guest on at the top of the earth, what a three thirty or so, mm-hmm. 
Why don't you go through the roster at Auburn and tell me which what you guys' opinions, which players will be back, which one don't. Okay. I think there's going to be a major overhaul on this turn on this team. Thanks, And there needs to be. Okay. We could do so, that. Yeah, we could do that. Appreciate Absolutely. It, guys. Yep. Appreciate, appreciate you call, Terry. Good, good to hear from you. You too, Terry. <laughs> Another point I want to make about the Auburn game is if Auburn makes its free throws, Auburn wins the game. Yeah. You had Janai Broom and Alan Flanagan go two for nine at the line, and that's not good enough. The rest of the team did really, really well, actually, at the line when you look at it. Uh, if you take out the the rest of the team went, I believe sixteen for twenty or sixteen for eighteen. So your only misses were Chris Moore went one of two, Katie Johnson went five of six, but you got to hit your free throws, which is disappointing because I have I've talked about it and I'm pretty sure I, I can't remember if I talked about it. I'm pretty sure it was before the Auburn Arkansas game. I talked about my confidence in Janai Broom stepping to the free throw line because I said. As a big man down this stretch, he shot it pretty well as at the free throw line. Nothing yeah. great, but he has been pretty good at the free throw line, and I had confidence in him. He, he for I think the month of February, he was like eighty percent. Yeah, exactly. And so for him to have a poor performance in the SEC tournament at the free throw line is disappointing because I had confidence in him at the charity strike. I agree. And so those are things you have to clean up. Look, man, in the NCAA tournament, you have to have elite guard play. You got to have some experienced guys. You've got to make your free throws. You can't turn the ball over. Those are things that have to happen in the NCAA tournament. And sometimes Auburn does all those things really well. And sometimes Auburn doesn't do those things very well. And I think coming into this NCAA tournament, the the narrative is still the same about this Auburn team. More than any team I've ever seen. More than any team I've ever watched. It has little to nothing to do with what the other team does versus everything with how this Auburn team just plays and performs. How does this Auburn team show up? How do they gel? How is their mentality? How do they play? Yes, it has something to do with what the other team does. I get that. But this team, more than any other team I've ever watched, it's all about how they show up and perform. Mm -hmm. If they shoot well, if they have the right attitude, if they run the offensive sets, if they just do the right things they can make a deep run in this NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this Auburn team, if it plays that basketball we saw the week of the Alabama game and the Tennessee game, if they show up with that mindset and that back-against-the-wall mentality, they're capable of beating Iowa. They're capable of beating Houston. And, like, depending on your matchup, I mean, who knows what happens after that point. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you, if you run into Miami – Chance for payback, maybe? <laughs> Redemption, yeah. Redemption. Indiana, how can you attack Trace Jackson Davis? And if you can figure out a way to do that, I think you're capable of hanging in those games, and maybe you can make a run that's that's better than what anybody ever expected. No doubt about it. Daniel, we've got you on the phone lines. We're going to get to you right after the break. Stay tuned. We'll get to the phone lines when we come back. We'd love to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. More of the Monday edition of On the Line when we come back. MPAC Live presents the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys, May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. The legendary Beach Boys. One night only. Hit. After hit. After hit. 
Doctor Hit. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. The Beach Boys. Live May 17th at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Reserve seats on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, NBAConline.org, or call the box office at 481-5100 to get your tickets. Presented by Impact Live. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air has worked diligently to lower food insecurity in our community through our program, Feed the Need. For every maintenance program purchased, Dixie donates seven meals to partnered food banks in the area. And since we started this program two years ago, we are proud to have donated nearly 17,000 meals to families in need. You can help us achieve our goal of 10,000 meals donated in 2023 by choosing Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie and it's done. License number one five zero three three. EnviroGreen is the healthy way to a beautiful lawn. It all starts with taking the time to soil test so they can provide the specific ingredients your lawn needs. In fact, your EnviroGreen technician will get to know you and your yard, offering personalized care because they're locally owned and operated. Call today, 334-319-7603 or visit EnviroGreen.com. Keep your yard green and your conscience clean with EnviroGreen. On the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines 334 321 Daniel, we appreciate you holding on through the break. You're on the line. Yes, sir. How y'all doing today? Doing all right, man. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Um, I had a question. Y'all mentioned um, Alan Flanagan's comments. What were those? He, he had a quote that said from the press conference today, he said, I've talked to BP about different shot selections at the end of the game and prepared myself for that opportunity. I do wonder how that, that sits in the locker room, that quote. And what exactly that means. Yeah, it yeah. could be interesting. And, 
and the it was I mean, I know he missed it, but like it was still really nice to see an actual set play that was run at the end of the game. It was yeah. a, the cleanest the cleanest look he's had. No I doubt. Mean, he's always been the he's always been the shot taker at the end of games, but it's usually just a one on one step back type deal and we at least had a clean look. Mm-hmm. And, and that a, was yes, that yeah. was nice. And unfortunately though, he may be he's been the shot taker. But he has not been the shot maker. I mean, we, <laughs> he's not been the shot maker. I mean, we've talked about that stat all year. I mean, his his game winning or game tying shots at the end are just not there. He's like it what was, one for ten or it's something like super unfair to him. But I did see somebody made a compilation of his like, <laughs> oh, missed shots. Oh, yeah. at the end of the oh no! But no, look, I, I'm with you, Daniel. His his look on his look in the Arkansas game. It was a good play drawn out of the timeout for Bruce. We we talk about his X's and O's not always being there but his plays out of a timeout are normally pretty good, and this one was. He lobbed it over the top to a big man on the opposite side. You fling it out off the screen, and he had a good look. He did. He just came up a little bit short and couldn't get it in. So I liked the look. He just didn't make it. Yeah, and I have one comment, and then I'll I'll hang up and listen. I would be – I don't like texting him. I mean, obviously I'm an Almond fan, but, like, if I was them – Last year, not making the tournament when they made their run that they did. And then mm-hmm. this year, coming in second yep, and coming in second in the SEC tournament and being a seven seed, that just, it just like Kentucky and Tennessee are ranked higher than them. And they finished below them in the SEC. And like, I know it's out of conference and early games that they played, but like, still, like, that just, I would love to actually talk to someone in the committee and stuff because that does not make any sense to me. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, Daniel, we appreciate the call. Uh, It's good to hear from you. We appreciate you holding on through the break. But, no, if Texas A&M, they ought to be upset because they are playing really, really well. And I know their non-conference schedule was bad. And I know their non-conference record was bad. But you cannot tell me that they are not a – top 20 team in the country in conference play they are second in the conference in regular season and the sec tournament beating some really good teams including alabama and being below like daniel just said being below tennessee and below kentucky and right there on the same seed line as arkansas one above them but right there with arkansas and only two ahead of auburn a team that they beat both times like A&M ought to be very upset, but if you remember, and I heard them talk about this last night, A&M had some really harsh things to say about the NCAA Tournament Committee last year when they did not get in, and somebody brought up the point last night, what if they held that against them? If they did, shame on them, because they were wrong last year, and they knew they were wrong last year. A&M told them they were wrong. If they held a year-long grudge against Texas A&M, shame on them. I don't understand what the reasoning is. They talked about how they were going to ask the committee about it last night. Nobody ever did because I think they were too scared to do it. I would have. I absolutely would have. I would have said, why is Texas A&M a seven seed? Because the rest of the answers that the tournament committee gave about Houston being a one seed and, and other teams and their locations, they gave horrible answers last night. So I would have loved to see what they said about Texas A&M but nobody asked that question. So A&M has every right to be upset. There's no doubt. So there was, I think it's Carter Carrolls who writes for Texas A&M uh, on 247. He did some sort of interview with Joe Lenardi uh, about a month ago. And in the interview, um, Lenardi basically said, 
the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee could potentially punish A&M for Buzz's comments last year. Uh, and this was a point in time where A&M was a legitimate bubble team. Before, yeah. before they closed the season very well, um, got that win against Alabama. There was a discussion at this point in time, I guess, about if it came down to like a Texas A&M or a UNC for the last team in. Could they hold uh, the comments against Buzz Williams? And maybe they just did that straight up with the seeding because I think Lenardi had him as a five seed. I think other places had him as a four seed. Um, it's amazing how how they somehow got a seven seed. And I think they're holding against the non-conference play. They're doing the same thing to Vanderbilt right now. Vanderbilt had some awful, awful, awful losses. Vanderbilt also had some amazing wins in conference play got to 20 wins uh against i think the number six strength of schedule in the country and yet vanderbilt's on the outside looking in i think it's it's fascinating um how the committee works the metrics don't love vanderbilt because of those early season losses um and i think maybe jerry stackhouse this year is the one who's gonna voice his concerns about I mean, when you look at Kimpom, when you look at net rankings, Vanderbilt probably shouldn't be in. They're 80 in Kimpom. I think they're around that in the net rankings. But down the stretch, they beat Tennessee. They beat Florida on the road with Colin Castleton. They beat Auburn. They beat Florida again. They beat Kentucky twice. Um, they beat Mississippi State. They did a lot to build a resume at the very last second, and they were one of the hotter teams in the country. And... um. They're going to be sitting at home, and I think that's one of these things. you got to handle your business in non-conference play. That's what we're being taught um, because it's being held against Texas A&M and seeding this year. It was held against them last year. It's being held against Vanderbilt this year. The metrics don't love it when you don't handle your business. Mm -hmm. and, and there's an argument to be made about, well, maybe you want that lower seed. You can make that argument for Texas A&M being a 7 versus a 5 where, yes, your first-round game is against a, a Power 5 school, a big-name school, but you don't have to go through that one seed to get to a Final Four or to get to an Elite Eight, right? Same thing with Auburn where a lot of people thought going into yesterday they were a 10 seed. I said late last week that even if Auburn had lost that game against Arkansas, I felt good about them being a 9 seed. That is where they ended up. And again, you look at that. Auburn, you can make the argument either way. But I do want to, I know we got about a minute or so before we get out of here uh, for the bottom of the hour break. We'll have Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network join us on the other side. But Terry had asked us if we could go through Auburn's roster really quickly and look at the players and give our opinions on who will be here and who won't next year. And to kind of run through that uh, really, really okay. quickly, uh, you've got uh, Bobatoon just to go from start to start to finish alphabetically, right? Babatuni Akinbola Sr., he's gone. I don't gone. think he'll be here. Right, he does have the extra year, but I don't think he'll be here. Lior Berman, he's going to graduate. I think I don't think he'll be here. I don't either. Um, Janai? He'll be here. I yep. think Janai's here. Dylan Cardwell? I think he'll be here as well. Trey Donaldson? I think he's here. Up to him. Up yeah. to him, because you do have Aiden Holloway coming in. It depends on what happens with the other, mm -hmm. with Wendell, I guess. Is Wendell back? Uh, I think I think that one's up up to Trey. Yeah, Alan Flanagan. Senior. I don't think I don't think he'll be here. I don't think he will either. I think he either. I think he'll end up going somewhere and finishing out. Wendell Green as a junior. 
Uh, I would lean towards coming back, but I don't know. Zeb Jasper, Katie Johnson. Zeb graduates. I think both probably gone, but yep. I think maybe Katie, the way he's played it, maybe he comes back. Treyor and Chance Westry. Treyor gone, Chance back. Jalen Williams. Back. All right, there you go. we got to get to our bottom of the hour break, but Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network joins us when we come back. needed a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late. After something happens to find out that you're underinsured, the Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5262. Hi, this is Doug Amos from the Max Roundtable inviting you to join me each weekday from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Opelika. On Mondays, I'm joined by Charlie Trotman. On Wednesdays, it's Zach Blackerby. And on Fridays, it's Jake Farmer. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for a lot of fun with you. Hope you'll join us each weekday for the Max Roundtable. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067 Auburn Opelika's sports leader 30 more minutes here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067. Well, welcoming in Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. He joins us every Monday 
here on the show. Jacob, busy time for you, I know, with Auburn basketball, baseball, softball. I know gymnastics is wrapping up. You've got postseason play for basketball. Are you getting any sleep, man? I know I ask you this every time, but are you getting any sleep? <laughs> I'm doing what I can, okay, Jacob? I, I think I've done a good job so far. I've, I'm high energy today. I, I'm, this is March. You can't ask for anything better than uh, the NCAA tournament starting this week and the spring sports being in full swing, women's basketball, its first postseason appearance yeah. in 2019. Yeah, it, it, I can't be more excited than uh, what we've got with Auburn Athletics right now. How many brackets have you filled out already? Uh, I have not filled out any yet. I'm going to hold off until uh, uh, this first four games. So that's how I usually do it. I don't. I, I'm not one to fill out a ton. That, that's. I, I'm not. Re- it's weird. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why. I just don't find it enjoyable to fill out like 25 brackets. I. I don't mind anyone that does. It's just for me. It, it, I just wait for the first four games to finish, and I'll do half a dozen or so. Well, I think we may have to let you go. Uh, half a dozen. <laughs> I do like well, two, maybe three. Now, two see, I'll do three. like I do like twenty. Like I, I fill okay. out so many. Like I that is I, I started filling them out last night, man. Like I, and I, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I just I just it's not for me. Hey, totally understandable. Well, let's start right there. With Auburn basketball, they go one and done in the SEC tournament. They play Arkansas last Thursday. They come up short. They go home early from Nashville, but they do end up being a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. They are playing Iowa. We'll talk about that matchup in just a second, but your thoughts on Auburn's regular season and the SEC tournament and now being a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, obviously, when you take a look at it as a whole, there's some things you'd want to have back. There's some wins you think you could have grabbed here and there, those close losses. But overall, 20 wins, 10 SEC wins, mm-hmm. it, it, it's nothing to, to shake your head about. It, it, was a, it was a good season for Auburn basketball. And, you know, coming off an SEC championship, it's hard to be great every single year. And this team still has a chance to be great, but it, it really was, uh, you know, one of those years where – like I said, he, had, he falls short in just some of these games that have it gone a little differently. I think the perception of this season will be a little bit uh, more positive than what some people made it out to be. Overall, though, you can't be mad about it, and uh, it's another successful year. I think five out of the last six seasons, 20 wins for Auburn basketball. Yeah. That, that's never happened before. So, Or if it has, it's only happened once. And I, it, it's just a very successful program that Coach Pearl's built up and, and it's continuing to be strong. So, uh, overall, a good season. And uh, you, you look at the Thursday night game against Arkansas, and you saw another ferocious comeback effort from the Tigers. Go down, I think, 15, and uh, Katie Johnson just wills you back into that game. And, and, you know, I think that's what Auburn's been missing a little bit is some bench presence. And Dylan Cardwell was three for three off the bench for with seven points. And, I think the, the the downfall for that for that game was the rebounding. Obviously, thirty seven for Arkansas and only nineteen for Tigers. So uh, overall, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the end of the world to lose in the first round of, of the SEC uh, tournament or your first game. Uh, you get the rest, and you're you're ready to go for this upcoming Thursday. Jacob, how how shocked were you watching that game, watching Auburn get dominated the way that they did on the boards? Because I thought with the yeah. way that they were playing to finish the season, we'd get a better effort down low by Auburn. Agreed. I, th- I think that, uh, gosh, I think Auburn out-rebounded Tennessee. If not, it was close at least in margin where it, it really wasn't that big of a factor. I think, uh, yeah, Tennessee had it Auburn by five, but still you got you got 42 rebounds in that game and only 19 against Arkansas. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. 
uh, to see that number. And obviously, Arkansas uh, turned that into uh, 18 second chance points uh, with 13 offensive rebounds. You, you think that that is obviously the difference in the game, but I also think some of the scoring from the offense ne- needed to be better uh, as far as the starters go. Uh, you know, Jalen Williams going one for six, that, that, that hurts you a lot. And uh, I think that had he played more of a factor in that game, uh, that makes a big difference. I thought everyone else did okay offensively. It is the rebounding, though, that was most concerning from that game against Arkansas. And I think that's also part of the style that Arkansas plays. Uh, uh, it, it's just tough to get in position against them. But uh, obviously, coming up on Thursday against Iowa, you, you can't you can't get out rebounded in the NCAA tournament like that and expect to uh, have a chance to win games. So uh, something's going to have to be fixed for Thursday's matchup. And Hillman, given Auburn's draw in the NCAA tournament, they get the nine seed. A lot of people feel like they may have been the 10 seed, but they do end up pulling that nine with Iowa at the eight slot, their first round matchup in Birmingham. And then if they do get through that, they would more than likely play Houston. But before we get to all of that, how big is it that Auburn gets to play in Birmingham in front of what should be a pretty big home crowd? Yeah, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. And it's been a long time coming for Legacy Arena and the BJCC in Birmingham. I'm from there. It's been a long time coming for the NCAA tournament to return there. And the fact that Auburn gets to play there, as well as Alabama from over there as the one seed, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of basketball in the 205. And, yeah, like you said, the home crowd is going to be incredible. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun in that building, especially if Auburn is the win on Thursday and gets to play the one seed Houston on Saturday with Alabama and Auburn playing in the same session. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the best atmospheres across the country as far as NCAA tournament goes. How many uh, fans wearing either crimson or orange this weekend will be at the other team's game rooting for, say, a 16 seed or rooting for all, all of a sudden becoming lifelong fans of Iowa basketball. I think it's only right if all of them do. That's the only way mm-hmm. it should be. That, that's how it should be. So uh, I, I expect it from both sides. It's, it's that, and that's part of what will make it a great atmosphere. So um, just everyone locked into some great basketball and, and some March Madness. So uh, really looking forward to that. Auburn matches up with Iowa in that first round. How do you feel about that matchup with Auburn and the Iowa Hawkeyes, a team that one of the best offensive teams in all of college basketball, maybe not great defensively, but, Mm -hmm. man, they can score. We know Auburn's strength is defense. How do you feel about the matchup, eight-seed Iowa Hawkeyes and nine-seeded Auburn Tigers? Yeah, and I look at something specifically, it's the height of Iowa, and it's not the tallest team in the world. I think Auburn matches up well. We were talking about the rebound against uh, how it wasn't good at all against Arkansas on Thursday. I think Auburn has a chance to uh, right that ship against the Hawkeyes. Uh, the tallest player that, that plays significant minutes is Patrick McCaffrey at 6'9". I think there might be a, a flip Braca at 6'9 as well. They're really your big guys uh, that will be crashing the boards uh, for Iowa. And if you're able to play uh, play defense and rebound the way you did against uh, a Tennessee and, and in Alabama, you're going to have a successful or a good chance to win the game. And as far as Iowa's offense goes, I also look at the three-point shooting both ways. Right, I was right there in the middle of the pack shooting the three, but we also know that Auburn is one of the best at defending the three. Well, in the Big Ten, Iowa is the worst at defending the three. And as we talked about last week, Auburn trying to get a little hot and 
it, it carried over a little bit into uh, that Arkansas game, going five for sixteen from three. That that that's an okay night, uh, but you'd like to see a little bit better. And if if Iowa doesn't defend it well, I, I think that this Auburn team can take full advantage of it and uh, make some threes to advance to the second round. So, yeah, I, I, I like the matchup because I think Auburn has the physicality and the height to yeah. uh, to get back on the rebounding boards, and I think that Auburn can continue to shoot the three uh, and, and make them as well. Yeah, Jacob, I mean, it's not just uh, three-point defense that Iowa's the worst in the league. Yeah. They're the yeah. worst <laughs> two-point defense as well. They're just a, not, a, they're not a great defense. And in, in a league like the Big Ten where – Defense is a little bit of a premium. You get a lot of rock fights. Iowa kind of breaks the mold, and when you look at these teams with the lack of size that Iowa does have that they're going to throw out there, I do think it can be a great opportunity for Auburn. When you look at this Auburn team, what version are we going to get? Are we going to get the team that played against Tennessee and Alabama, or are we going to get the team that didn't show up and bring the physicality to uh, Nashville? That, that, that's a great question and, and something that, you know, I think we've thought about throughout the year. And I think it's important to bring several aspects of both of all those teams, because I think you're the re, you want to bring the rebounding from the Tennessee Alabama game. You do not want to see another rebounding like game like you did against Arkansas, but you want to see the bench presence you saw against Arkansas uh, with KD Johnson. He doesn't need to score 20 points, but if he does, you have a great chance to win this game. Dylan Cardwell coming off the bench, uh, 14 minutes and scoring seven points. He had a block and a rebound. If you bring that aspect to Birmingham and then the rebounding and, and some of the shooting of those other two games you mentioned, I, I, I think you're in a really good spot to, to spark something and, and really get things going uh, on Thursday in Birmingham because I, I just think that that's, that's part of what we've seen from Auburn throughout the year is it's just been tough to put everything together. You look at the Missouri game where you win by 30, everything was – you couldn't ask for much a much better performance than that one. Even the Tennessee game, I thought you couldn't really ask for much more from uh, from the Tigers. And if you're able to put it all together, then it, you never know what can happen in March. So that's what's so important for Thursday. It's just uh, being locked in and everyone doing their job and and being disciplined. I think the discipline part is going to be very important, whether that's on the boards or fouling and making sure you get you stay out of foul trouble as well. Hillman, we talked to Joey Blackwell of Bama Central back in the first hour, and I asked him if this time on Monday when we talked to him, would we be talking about Alabama in the Sweet 16? Same question to you about Auburn this time next week. Are we talking about Auburn basketball making a run to the Sweet 16 with a chance to be in the Elite Eight? It's tough to say because that matchup on Saturday, if you're to beat Iowa, um, that, that's a tough one, obviously. Uh, you got Jairus Walker, who's a strong forward for for the Cougars, and then Marcus Sasser, he's he, he's kind of hobbled a little bit, but uh, based off what I've seen, I think he should be ready to go for this weekend. And uh, those are two guys that's going to be tough to defend if you're Auburn. So uh, just looking ahead to that Houston matchup a little bit, if Auburn is to make it there, it, it is going to be a tough one for the Tigers. And I think you're going to have to see the likes of Wendell Green, Jalen Williams, Janai Broom, and Alan Flanagan all be uh, on fire. And you know, it could look like something back in. You know, in 2019, Auburn defeated the number one seed in that Sweet 16 against uh, North Carolina. Now, of course, that was a much different uh, uh, looking team than this one is. But I think that if you keep getting that bench production from KD Johnson and then Dylan Cardwell uh, can also contribute a little bit as well. Hey, Chris Moore, I haven't mentioned his name, but he played a really solid game against Arkansas on the defensive end. 
you get some some of those guys uh, playing the same way, then anything can happen in March. Jacob kind of switching gears to baseball. It was a tough weekend mm-hmm. for Auburn. They lost their first uh, series of the year at home to southeastern Louisiana, lost uh, both games on a doubleheader on Saturday. What did you see out of those games, and how can Auburn bounce back for a big week where they have to play Georgia Tech tomorrow, and then they're on the road at Arkansas to open conference play? Yeah, the, the, the biggest part of bouncing back is getting healthy for this team. Cole Foster, Bobby Pierce, both of the most big bats. I think the two biggest spark plugs on this team, they were out on Saturday and unable to play. And as far as pitching, Joseph Gonzalez, we still haven't seen him. Neither have we seen Tommy Sheehan. So some of those guys getting healthy and just, just ready to go physically uh, will help this team a lot. But I, I still was pretty impressed by some of the things I saw. Chris Stanfield, he's going to have to be a regular in the lineup. I think that's that's safe to say uh, after this past weekend. He had his first career home run and, and, and really played consistently. That, that's what I saw. I saw consistent play from him, whether it was in left field or at the plate. Uh, he even injured his finger at one point. I think he slid into second base and might have jammed it, and uh, he was able to stay in the game, though, and play uh, game two on Saturday, but uh, Ike Iris continues to do his thing. He didn't have a great day Saturday, but at the end, he, he had two doubles in his final two at-bats, and I think it shows the, the demeanor of uh, that little freshman, and not little, but that freshman who uh, he, he's going to be so good. So, I really think that I, I think that this team will uh, continue to play well and just need to get healthy. And once that happens, uh, we'll see the full potential of them. And Jacob, speaking of uh, Auburn athletics, we'll get to Auburn softball real quick before we let you get out of here. Last week in the midweek, they dropped a uh, midweek game to Georgia Tech 2-1. to one. <clears throat> Then they go on the road uh, for their first SEC uh, series of the year against number 19 Georgia. Started out really well with the game against Georgia on Friday night. They pick up the 6-5 to five victory. Saturday was tough. They go 0 uh, and they lose in, in, in a 5-0 to zero effort. And then the back end of a doubleheader on Saturday, they lose five to four in extras in ten innings. What happened in Athens? Yeah, I think Friday was a it was a good example of what this team is able to do. And I, I'm going to focus on the offense mostly because I think that is uh, where the most improvement needs to be had and and where this team is looking forward. Because you got what you what you, you can't get much more from Matty Penta than you did in Game Two on Saturday, which you went nine two thirds and, and and really didn't give up anything major as far as the bats for Georgia goes, and that's a great Georgia offense as well. But putting together uh, lengthy innings and, and putting to, stringing together hits, Aubrey Lisenby with the gapper in the left center field to score two runs, that's more of what Auburn needs to do, and uh, we need to see from that offense to be successful. Obviously, Brielle has, has been doing her thing. She went 3-4 in that game, too. Uh, and that's the thing on Saturday. You start up 4 nothing, Give up a run in the bottom of the first inning, but you should feel good about uh, where you're at with Maddie Pence pitching, you just need to give her some more insurance. But then after that, there no runs scored. That is that that's the biggest thing that you the glaring issue uh, from this weekend. And uh, you, I think it, it can definitely be backed up. It's just got to be uh, more consistent hitting and stringing together innings because uh, it, it's really tough to win if, if you only score a few runs in the first inning and nothing after that. You give the team uh, the opposing team a, a target to to really look at. 
Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. He joins us every Monday at 3.30 here on the show, talking all things Auburn athletics as it is uh, basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics, women's basketball. So much going on right now in the world of Auburn athletics. Man, we appreciate you and your time every single week. Before we let you go, biggest prediction for the NCAA tournament, what is it? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I'd like to just go ahead and say Auburn's going to win the national championship, <laughs> but I, I'll hold off on that one. I, I do think that the SEC, with I think it's, one, it's some of the most teams we've seen uh, from the conference in the tournament, I think it's going to be unlike the Big Ten last year where you saw only two or three make it to the second week, and I think we're going to see a few more uh, in that second week, and I think the likes of Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Kentucky, Texas A&M, I think they can definitely make it the second weekend as well as Auburn, so... Uh, I think that is kind of my big thing. I think the SEC shows out this weekend. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Of course, the NCAA tournament, first four getting underway tomorrow and Wednesday, and Auburn playing on Thursday against Iowa at 550 in Birmingham. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Let everybody know where they can keep up with you and all the great broadcasts you guys put on over there. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jacob Hillman AU. I'll be in Birmingham for uh, Auburn and Iowa with Andy Bertram and Joe Champy. We're on the air at 5 o'clock, so it should, like, like I said, it should be a heck of an atmosphere at Legacy Arena this week. Well, you guys have a great trip and a great broadcast, and we will talk to you next Monday, all right? Thank you, guys. War Eagle. That is Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Again, he joins us every Monday here on the show talking all things Auburn athletics. And speaking of Auburn athletics, before we get to a break, I know we're up against it, but I've got two tickets, Auburn baseball versus Georgia Tech tomorrow at Plainsman Park, 6 o'clock first pitch, two of them to the game for Auburn baseball versus Georgia Tech in the midweek. Give us a call. First one, you get them, 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. Two tickets, Auburn baseball versus Georgia Tech. Give us a call. We'll wrap up the Monday edition of the show when we come back. This just in. Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. The Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Auburn is dedicated to its mission of transforming medical students into caring, compassionate physicians. VCOM partners with Auburn University for student activities, shared learning experiences, and research opportunities. Students are instructed in a hands-on learning environment by outstanding faculty members that are dedicated to student success. VCOM is working to improve the health of Alabama's citizens by increasing the number of primary care physicians throughout the state, especially in rural and underserved areas. Find out more at vcom.edu. 
Franklin Tire and Auto is your one-stop automotive shop. For quality, dependable tires, Franklin features Bridgestone, Firestone, and Yokohama. For complete car care, trust Franklin's ASE certified technicians. And for precision collision repair, Franklin's state-of-the-art body shop can fully restore any make or model. With free estimates, insurance claims welcome, and 24-hour towing, all at one stop since 1970. Franklin Tire and Auto, East University Drive, across from CC's Pizza, and at franklinautowink.com. North American beavers are excellent swimmers, but on land, they waddle about clumsily. That is until they spot the yellow tag on a stack of yellow wood brand pressure treated pine. Their instincts kick in and the colony springs into action. <laughs> Just like that, these master builders make off with their new found building materials. For five-star backyards, yellow wood brand pressure treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. The physicians at Medical Center Plus use cutting-edge biologic regenerative treatments to relieve joint and spine pain. Visit MedicalCenterPlus.com to schedule your free consultation. For the doctors you can trust, get help with Medical Center Plus. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Monday edition of On the Line, big thank you to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Again, he joins us every Monday here on the show talking all things Auburn athletics and uh, uh, talking about Auburn uh, basketball in the tournament. The women's team in the NIT tournament didn't quite make it to the NCAA tournament, but they are playing in the NIT, so congratulations to them and Coach Johnny Harris and them uh, making postseason ball. And uh, again, baseball, softball had a tough weekend, but hopefully they are able to uh, get back on track. And just gave away some uh, some baseball tickets, so we appreciate everybody calling in for that. And we gave away some Auburn baseball tickets to the game tomorrow night against Georgia Tech. So uh, hopefully you're able to get out there. Should be a good, uh, should be great weather tomorrow. It's supposed to actually be a little chilly tomorrow, and tomorrow evening supposed to get down the lowest 33 yeah. degrees. Freeze man. warning, freeze yeah. warning. I'm excited to uh, maybe get a change up on the fact that it's been like. 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm for not the longest time. I'm not super excited. I do have a doubleheader at Glenwood tomorrow. That's so. fair. I, <laughs> so. I, yeah, I guess I don't have to. I'm not going to be there for that. So, <laughs> so you and I have different perspective, but I would rather it be cold in the middle of the week for once than we had that weird stretch where it was really yeah. warm every week and then the weekends were cold for like a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, I am going to call Lee Scott Baseball versus Glenwood tonight. We have a single game at home tonight. Uh, that'll be at 530 on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. Tomorrow, uh, I will not be here. I will be on the road going to Glenwood. We've got a doubleheader for Lee Scott Baseball on the road at the Glenwood Gators, 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Uh, it's about 40 minutes away, so I will not be here. Carter will have the reins. Uh, we will. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday for our bracket special. We will fill out our NCAA tournament brackets here live on the show. We'd love for you to be a part of that. We'd love for you to uh, get online and fill it out with us. ESPNAU.com our basketball mayhem challenge. You can win a 55 inch flat screen TV, $100 Visa gift card and an Auburn Networks prize pack. So be sure you go and fill that out. But I will be back on Wednesday. Carter will have you tomorrow. Have a great evening. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.